Harvest Australia Church podcast. We're so glad you're listening today. We pray this blesses you and encourages you. And if you want to get in touch with us or find out more about our ministry, please check out our website or social media. We pray you have a great day. Thanks so much, Marty. What a beautiful morning it is. It is the first day of the month, first day of the week. It's the 1st of April today, my favourite month of the year. Louise and I got married in April. We'll be coming to the marriage seminar for sure. And it's Easter morning. It is Resurrection Sunday. Today is a new day for you. And I believe God wants to do something new in you today. And I want to share on the theme of newness today. This is what Easter is about. And this morning I got up, daylight saving, had an hour up my sleeve. So I went down the road with my daughter and we actually caught the sunrise. Let's put that up there. Over the Onkaparinga, the sunrise, and uh, just really spoke to me about new things. I want to read, from, read to you from Matthew 28. And you might like to turn there if you have your Bibles. Matthew 28. Eight verses. Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn. Everyone say dawn. Love that. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, come see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to to bring his disciples' word. So good. Well, a picture tells a thousand words. And as in this sunrise, the sun has risen. S-O-N and yet S-U-N. You know, the last chapter of the Old Testament, Malachi, the prophetic word is that the son of righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. A name for Christ, the son of righteousness. And I love that Jesus rose on the third day. On the first day of the week, on that new day, as the new dawn light broke in. And this marvellous picture for our lives. You know, everything looks different in His light. In His new light, everything looks different. And we can behold our lives in a really powerful way with fresh eyes. And I wonder, do you have resurrected eyes this morning? where you see everything and everyone and all circumstances in the light of the risen sun. Isn't that a beautiful thought? Sometimes we 
are overwhelmed with darkness in our lives and death, faced with death. But we, on Easter Sunday, know that we come face to face with life himself, the resurrection and the life, Jesus Christ. And in so many of these Easter morning encounters of Jesus and his friends, there was a suddenly, there was a surprise, there was a sudden newness. Whoa, here's a man who was dead and now he's alive. You know, Jesus will never die again. Every day we can get up and know, you know, we can face tomorrow because he lives. And Jesus Christ is the one that will never, ever die again. You know, there's a man who died, but he'll never die again. There's a man that descended into darkness to the lowest place of humanity. And he took dominion in that place. And he rose up from the grave in a, in a glorious resurrection. And that resurrection shines over our lives. So there's newness in his resurrection power every day. The Bible says that though our outward man is perishing, our inward man is being renewed day by day. There's renewal. He's the God of renewal and recovery. He is the um, Lord of restoration. He's the risen King. Jesus Christ is alive and um, he wants us to see things with fresh eyes through his eyes. So good. He wants, to participate. he wants us to participate in this resurrection, new light. Also, I want to share with you that because of the resurrection, there's new life. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, says, old things have passed away. Behold, new creation. (laughs) And the former things have passed away. Oh, sorry, what does it say? Let's turn there. (laughs) Get Get a hold of this. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. It's good to memorize this one. Therefore, if anyone is... If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I love the word behold. And that was what the angel said, didn't he? Behold. So good. Are you beholding today this newness? Those old things have gone. They're passed away. They're no more. Everything is new. And this new life in our life, changes us, transforms us. When we believe in Jesus, we become born again in our spirit. And every day we're getting transformed. Do you know that Jesus, he absolutely loves newness. He made wine, new wine at the wedding feast. He instituted a new covenant. New, that's the South African coming out, new <laughs> covenant. He has brought us into a new creation with a new nature. One day we'll get a new body like His. We have come to a new creation, uh, sorry, the new Jerusalem. And there'll be a new heaven and a new earth because of the resurrection. You know, the life of God has become resurrected life. This life is Death resistant. This life is anti-fragile. 
This life has a bounce back. You've got a bounce back within you. You've got a comeback within you. Every time life might knock you down, whether it's sickness, financial struggles, relationship problems, there can be resurrection, life that comes and takes over. Behold, all things are new. He's going to do something new in you. When I got baptised, it was very funny. I got baptised in my uncle's swimming pool. And not many years before that, uh, he was chasing me off his property down the road. And I felt so accomplished because I outran him, you know. And uh, he did not like it because this dude, he's like a Bear Grylls uncle, Uncle Bren. He's so manly, you know. He dived down a lagoon and retrieved an Aboriginal artefact boomerang that's now in the museum. So I felt really good, you know, how it ran in. But my family knew that something had happened in my life. I was a bit of the black sheep, the dark cloud of the family. But there we were at the swimming pool where I'd done many a karate kick, fly kick upon one of my cousins, you know, to the horror of my auntie and, um, and my aunties, actually, Auntie Busy, Auntie Ruth and... Um, But there I was now in the water and the guy who baptised me was a bit of a character. He made everyone take their shoes off and we were around. And I went down and I came up and I had an experience of what I'd come into by faith, newness. The anger that I felt, which was something of the old nature, I had an experience of just that being absolutely terminated. I didn't feel anger anymore. I didn't feel that frustration that lasted. It was left behind in the grave. It was left in the water. You know, they came looking. He wasn't in the tomb. He had risen up. And I, I rose up and I was filled with love, liquid love as the Holy Spirit's life, His newness filled me to overflowing. And I couldn't stop hugging people in this Boldness of love started coming out of me. I felt Jesus coming out of me. You know, the new life is His life. Jesus didn't come to make you a better person. He came to make you a new person. And uh, as I came up from the water, I heard a splash or just after. And uh, one of my cousins had kicked the other cousin, uh, pushed the other cousin into the water. But then he came and gave me a big hug. So all was forgiven. And then... The guy, Kevin, who baptised me said, who else wants to get baptised? And with that, the two aunties that I thought hated my guts, (laughs) they decided to get baptised. All things had become new in my life. This newness was overtaking, overwhelming my life. He's stronger than the power of darkness. The Bible says that through death, He destroyed him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and released those that all their life were subject to the bondage of the fear of death. And I had no more fear because fear is of the old and now I'm in the new. And because he died, I can get up, I can live this life because he's the risen king, but he's the reigning king. He's the the one that has dominion over everything. He has all authority in heaven and on earth and go therefore and make disciples, baptizing them into the Father, in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. So good. And I'm with you even to the end, he says. You know, it's new light, it's new life. 
But there's a new hope as well. There's a new hope for us because of what happened over 2,000 years ago. There's a new hope for humanity. Jesus Christ is this new hope. We've come into a living hope. Isn't that a beautiful name for Christ? He's a living hope. When sometimes we have that doom and gloom, that foreboding sense of what is coming next to me? What, what's life going to throw at me next? How am I going to get up and go to work? We feel by our bedside and within us a living hope, a confident expectation that something good is going to happen. Because Jesus rose from the dead, there's new hope, there's new opportunity. Our life becomes filled with endless possibilities, limitless times of experiencing the goodness of God, which looks like Christ. And we are in Christ and He is in us. And there's now no condemnation. Nothing could ever separate us from the love of God. We are one with Him. You know, Jesus came, He died, He was buried and He rose, yes, to forgive us, but, but also to justify us, to give us His righteousness and to make us one with the risen Son. Ha <laughs> ha. You are partakers. You are now participants. In this light, in this life, you look like light. You feel like life. Whenever you show up, there's new hope that is around you. Ha, that resurrects people who are feeling stuck. That resurrects people that are feeling entombed. That brings out who they are, their potential. And only Christ can do that. Oh, the glory, the glory of Him. Praise the Lord. You know, Jesus Christ, when those two women... Mary and Mary, you know, I love that song, don't you? The, in my generation, there was a song that um, teenagers would dance to from, by Mary and Mary. These shackles, you know, they don't belong or something. I just want to praise Him, just want to praise Him. Yeah. Come on, sister. Yeah. Uh, so Mary and Mary, here they are, and they're faced with Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. And, you know, Jesus would do this, wouldn't He? He would catch up with those that were downcast, sad, grieving, a little bit lost, feeling like they're in a nightmare. And the risen Lord would show up and awaken them to the reality that is true, the reality of the gospel. Everything else is fading away, but Jesus lives forever. And the gospel is powerful to bring salvation. And Jesus would do this. He would catch up with people. He caught up with the one who felt like he was too far gone, backslidden, back to where when Christ found him, uh, fishing, he had caught nothing all night. Simon Peter, Simon Peter, he calls him and restores him. The two on the road to Emmaus out of Jerusalem, they're grieved. The Lord comes up beside them. They don't know it's him. What are you talking about? Why are you so sad? You know? Um, and then he begins to explain to them from the Scriptures how Christ had to suffer and he rose again and then he would have gone further, but they invited him to come and have a meal with him. And as he broke bread, they realised it was him, Jesus. And then boop, he disappeared. And they went and told the others. They said, did not our hearts burn within us? As he explained the scripture, burning with that new hope, burning with resurrection, life and power. He caught up with them. 
He, he, he wants to catch up with you today. And he caught up with Mary and Mary in the garden. First it was Mary Magdalene and later these two. Mary Magdalene, the one he cast out seven demons from. The first person to the risen Lord to appear to a woman. But then later, you know, Mary and Mary, they're, they're going on their way after listening to what the angels said to go and tell the disciples who were afraid, who were hiding. And this is what resurrection says. And this is what resurrection says to you today. And we'll put that up there. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, rejoice. So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee and there they will see me. I want to invite the band up. Those two things, newness in your life, doing something new in you. It'll feel like joy. Joy where there maybe hasn't been joy before. Not joy just as a commodity given to you, but joy from the overflow of His eyes. His smile, the twinkle in His eye, the glistening in His smile. Jesus is happy. Jesus is alive. Jesus is overjoyed. Jesus is celebrating today, just like the angel who rolled the stone away and sat on it. Ha ha, he sat on it, friends. He's like, yep, he sat on that stone. Jesus was a man acquainted with sorrow and grief, but he doesn't look like that anymore. Yes, he was a man amongst men because he fitted in. He just looked like everyone. Doesn't mean he was ugly, people. He is beautiful. He is stunning. Some of you are afraid of what life might bring, which is ultimately afraid of death. You are not facing death today. You are facing resurrection. You are facing Jesus. And though we have not seen Him, we, re we rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory because one day we'll see Him face to face. And that disciple who said, I'm not going to believe unless I see Him. Jesus showed up and said, hey, see this, see this. The holes, the wounds, the scars. Come on, touch. Thomas fell down and worshipped. Jesus said, Blessed are those who believe but have not seen. I believe that there's resurrection here today. And some of you are feeling it. I want to invite you to stand. Some of you are beginning to sense. Wow. It's just about knowing Him and having a relationship with resurrection that joy will be found in my life. And that last thing there, don't be afraid. Another translation says, throw off your fears. You can throw off your shackles as you face Jesus today. Believe in Him and know Him and know salvation. That heaven isn't just the place you go to when you die, but heaven is here and now. The Kingdom of God isn't something that we're just waiting for. The Kingdom of God is here and now on earth as it is in heaven because of the finished work of Christ. The King is here, Jesus is here. Je We're making this place a place where Jesus is.